Now take a break from the Gospel of John. Join me in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. And I'll get to it in a moment. 58 years ago, an animated Christmas TV show ad aired for the first time. When preparing for the airing and the production, it was not highly thought of by the network or by the sponsors, the main sponsor being Coca-Cola. It was thought it would air once and then never again be seen. The network and the writer argued constantly about the theme of the show. The network wanted a secular, more lighthearted theme, and the author wanted a more spiritual theme. So based on the author getting his way, the network basically hoped it would air once, it would be a disaster, and never be heard from again. They would lock it away. But the author stuck to his guns and to his conviction, and on December 9th, 1965, A Charlie Brown Christmas aired for the very first time. What was the issue? The network, as I said, wanted a lighthearted cartoon and even thought about adding laugh tracks to it. What they got was a deeper, more spiritual show with a reading from the King James Bible. Charles Schultz also insisted, which I found interesting, because he wanted to capture the innocence of children, especially at Christmas time. He insisted on the voices being done by children. And the network argued with that because children were more difficult to work with as far as remembering their lines. And the funniest part to me is the only adult voice used in the entire production is Snoopy. <laughs> For all the lines that he had. The entire show, though, comes down to a question that Charlie Brown asks toward the end of the show. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Then Linus steps forward, asks for a spotlight, and recites something from memory. Luke chapter 2, I'll begin reading in verse number 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. And Linus concludes his saying by leaving the spotlight and turning to Charlie Brown and saying, that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Over the next several weeks leading to the Sunday morning of Christmas Eve, we're going to be looking at the deeper meanings of Christmas. So I thought the best way to begin with this animated feature, since so many snapshots in it really give us glimpses into our world today. But if you'd come to know me before I want to talk about what Christmas is, I want to first talk about what is not Christmas. And I want to start by looking at the different characters within the production. So the best place to start is Snoopy. I'm sorry, I'll dismiss the Sunday school. 
as much as they want to hear about Charlie Brown. So I want to start with Snoopy. Clearly, you can't watch the show once, or like most of us who've watched it probably a hundred times, it's clear that Snoopy likes Christmas. He likes the festive nature and the parties and the glitz and the lights. He'd be the first one to make a trip to Rockefeller Center to see the tree. He loves the decorations. We all know people like Snoopy. For them, the fullest extent of Christmas is the holiday food, the gatherings, the mood that everybody seems to be in. It's all about the things we can see and the things we can touch and the things that we are visually stimulated by. For others, Christmas is a holiday, which means basically a day off or many days off and a time to take a break from the routine of life and to kind of refocus. Now, I want to be clear. Nothing wrong with lights and decorations. We're going to have them here in our church. We'll have them in our home. Nothing wrong with taking a day off. Goodness knows we could all use a day off. There's nothing wrong with these things. But Christmas is not about parties and decorations. So from Snoopy, we go to the opposite end of the spectrum. Let's talk about Lucy. In contrast to Snoopy, and if I'm spoiling this to somebody, I'm sorry. But in contrast to Snoopy, for Lucy, Christmas is all about the effort. How much did you put into those decorations? How much effort did you put into the food that was prepared? How much thought did you put into the gift you purchased? For Lucy, everything at Christmas must be just right or perfect or it's ruined. If you remember the show, which I'm sure most of you do, she is, in, she is responsible for organizing the school's Christmas play and responsible for finding, as she puts it, the perfect tree. Something she delegates to Charlie Brown and then regrets that decision later. She even makes time for a fee to try and help Charlie Brown get into the Christmas spirit. Her solution to Charlie Brown's inability to get into the season is involvement which is when she recruits him to direct the Christmas play. For her, Christmas is about the stuff you have to do, the cards to buy and then mail, the presents to wrap, the food to be prepared, the parties to attend, even the church appearances to make. And it's not just that she's busy, because if you remember the show, Snoopy is busy too, but at least Snoopy is happy. Christmas lights a fire in Snoopy. He's laughing and dancing, and I still love him dancing to that jazz tune. But the hustle and bustle of the season seems to make Lucy grumpier and cynical, where she attributes the whole idea of Christmas to a big Eastern syndicate. Which shows you how many times I've watched the movie. We all know people like that. We may have been, even been people like that. For them, Christmas is a stream of lists to organize, obligations to complete, and let's just be honest, stress. Regrets also about past Christmas seasons. Christmas is another list of things to do that just make life more crowded and more challenging. 
But I want to assure you, Christmas is not about having more things to do. So next, from Lucy, I want to turn to Sally, Charlie Brown's little sister. For her, Christmas is about the things she gets. Charlie Brown helps her write her Christmas letter to Santa. She takes great care to mention that she's been extra good this year. This increasing her expectations for what she should get. She even goes as far as to mention sizes and colors of what she wants. But trying to be magnanimous, I guess, she makes one concession in the event the sizes and colors of all the things she wants is too much for Santa. Let me make it easy on you. Just send money. Even says tens and twenties. And when the idea of her making this concession to Santa and just asking for money sets her big brother off, her comment is telling. All I want is what I have coming to me. All I want is my fair share. For some, Christmas is about what's in it for them. Will the plans or gatherings that I've spent so much time and effort and myself putting into them make me happy? Will all the dates that I'm trying to arrange with so many people, will they work? Will the gift be what they were hoping for or even more what they were expecting? Now, let's be honest. We can excuse Sally's mindset in a child. It's sad when we see it in adults. For some, Christmas is about reliving past memories and about making good memories, but also about trying to make good memories as the hope is to replace not-so-good ones. And there's nothing wrong with making good memories. There's nothing wrong with family traditions. There's nothing wrong with wanting things just to be right. But when we get so wrapped up and involved in things to the point where we become so stressed out, we've missed what Christmas really is about. Christmas isn't about the stuff we get, nor is it about the stuff we do. Now you, I couldn't go through the characters of this, this show without going to the title character, and that's Charlie Brown. For him, Christmas is a time of despair and emptiness. Now let's be clear throughout the entire production, he's rarely alone. But how many know uh, crowds don't resolve empty feelings. A season that is built on family celebrations and gatherings for many people can heighten their feelings of emptiness or loss. Christmas is not about memories of past seasons for them. It's about reminders. At the beginning of the show, uh, Charlie Brown confides in Linus, I think there's something wrong with me, Linus. Christmas is coming, but I'm not happy. I don't feel the way I'm supposed to feel. I just don't understand Christmas, I guess. I like getting presents, sending Christmas cards, and decorating trees and all that, but I'm still not happy. I always end up feeling depressed. This sums up Christmas for so many people. Christmas magnifies the feelings of sadness they already deal with and are challenged by every single day. For some, those can center on different things. For some, it might be because someone who isn't there because of death. For others, it might be because of someone who isn't there because of a divorce. 
For others, it might be because someone isn't there, simply because of the way our lives go in different directions, and it's because of distance. And simply saying, cheer up, or get involved, or reminding them that there are other people who have it much worse than they do, how many of that doesn't help? But I want to assure those people today, Christmas isn't about giving you another reason to hurt. So lastly, we would think I'd be coming to the hero of the story, Linus. For him, Christmas is about Christmas. And the question is, well, doesn't he get that right? For Snoopy, Christmas is about the secular view of Christmas. For Linus, Christmas seems to be about the spiritual view of Christmas. Linus seems to get it. He recites the story. And what kid can recite the story from the King James Version, no less? <laughs> he challenges people to look deeper at Christmas, deeper into the story. Or does he really challenge to look into the Christmas story? Or is he just helping people look at the Christmas event? Linus is probably somebody who, these are kids, but if he had a car, he'd have a Keep Christ in Christmas bumper sticker. He'd probably wear a Jesus is the reason for the season button. And he would challenge, rightly so, the commercialization of this holy day. Now, these are all good things. If you have a Christ, a Keep Christ in Christmas bumper sticker, leave it on. And if you wear the Jesus is the reason for the season button, go for it. These are all good things. The problem here is that in many people who were like Linus, come January 1st, they pack Christmas up and put it away. They keep Christ in Christmas. And that's where he stays, in Christmas. For Linus, keeping Christ in Christmas is no different than keeping the great pumpkin in Halloween. But, Christ, but, but Christmas isn't just about another reason for us to have a religious celebration. Christmas is about Jesus coming to earth to offer the people of this world salvation. Amen. To give us eternal life. Christmas is about the whole story. Which, as a hint, that's next week's message. Christmas needs to be for Christians just as valid in July as it is in December. Amen. Christmas can't be something that gets packed away on New Year's Day. We need to have the mindset that going to another beloved story, a Christmas carol, that Ebenezer Scrooge had at the end of that story, where he quotes, I will honor Christmas in my heart and try to keep it all the year. For too many people, all the wonder and the joy and the peace and the good feelings they have at Christmas, it's a seasonal thing. And that can't be true for us as Christians. Christmas isn't just about a baby being born. It's about the birth of the Messiah. Christmas isn't just about a baby being born. It's about the possibility of changed lives. And not just changed lives, but a changed eternity. Now, I don't want to take away from the moment that God became man. Paul reminds us of this in Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. 
who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. He didn't consider his position as God something to be that should be held onto or grasped. He chose to lower himself so that you and I could have an opportunity. He chose to experience the full range of human weakness. He chose to embody and experience the depth of human trauma. He chose for you and me to be like you and me. And it was solely for our benefit. Anyone ever, I know most of you probably never have, but has anyone here ever had a teenager say, you just don't understand? <laughs> I'm convinced most teenagers really believe that their parents were born in their 30s. They were born adults because they just don't understand that we too, and let's be honest today, all of us here that aren't teenagers, which is all of us here, <laughs> all of us were once upon a time a clueless teenager. Say amen or ouch. Amen. <laughs> because of what Jesus did, no one can ever say, God doesn't understand. Because he does. He does. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 18 says, For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. Yes, a baby was born, and we want to honor that moment, but he was born the Son of God. A baby was born, and he, he was and is our Savior. That's going to be my focus for the next four weeks. The Christmas season is about the opportunity in the salvation story, which began back in Genesis, of a changed life. Let the lights be a reminder how Jesus, and only Jesus, is the light of the world. And he's not only the light of the entire world, he's the light of my world. Let the presence be a reminder that once upon a time, 2,000 years ago, you and I were given the absolute most precious gift. And his name was Jesus Christ. And that gift turned into the greatest gift being so great a salvation. Let the goodwill people feel towards one another be a reminder of the bridge that was created to cross a gulf that we could not cross on our own. Because the last verse that I read from Luke, verse 14, says, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So often, and it's fine that it be used that way, but Christmas is seen as an opportunity to, for, um, for there to be peace and goodwill between people, between men. But the original intent was there was a problem between God and humanity, and Jesus came to solve that problem by providing a sacrifice for a sinful people. This was about solving the problem of goodwill toward men. 
Because that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. That's what it's about. So I'm going to take four weeks to answer what Christmas is about. It's about the whole story. The entire story, which includes Easter Sunday. It's about the hope that we have. How long Israel had waited for the Messiah. And how long in so many of our lives do we wait for different things. Things to correct themselves. Things to happen that seem like they're never going to. Christmas is about the wonder of that moment when the shepherds saw angels as they were abiding in the fields watching over their flock. It's not about the gifts. It's not about the gatherings. It's not about the lasagna. Sorry. It's not. Well, in my own culture, it's not about the perfect pot of rice and beans. It's not about everything being perfect. It's about the perfect one coming to an imperfect people and creating this opportunity for peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Stand with me.